0: Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth. I've been thinking a lot lately about God's timing in things. Well, before I get into that, maybe there needs to be a little bit of a preamble in this podcast. All of us who are followers of Jesus Christ believe that God is intimately involved in our lives, in every aspect of our lives. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 says that the mind of a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And what that means to me is that it's all right for me to make plans for my life. I mean, I can dream about my future and I can think about what I want to do and where I want to go. And, and yet in my planning, I have to be prepared for God's contingency plans, In other words, God might step in and do a course correction on my life at some point along the way. Barb and I went for a drive the other day, and I had uh, put on my GPS, and at one point I missed one of the turns that my GPS told me to take. Well, I do that sometimes. And I said to Barb, that's okay because it'll give me a course correction. And sure enough, it did pretty soon we were back on track. Well, you know, that's what God does in our lives sometimes. I mean, we'll be headed in a certain direction and God comes along and closes the gate, sort of speak. And he forces us to head down a different road. And you know, that's okay because God knows the destination better than we do. And if we follow him instead of crashing the gate, well he'll lead us in a better way and you know sometimes we think we know what we want to do or where we want to go but we lack some of the details about how to get there well in that case james chapter 5 and verse james chapter 1 and verse 5 says but if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives to all generously and without reproach And it will be given to him. You see, what what God wants is to be involved in every detail of our lives. And it's not like we only ask God for wisdom when we feel like we've come to a dead end. Well, that's how we do it sometimes. But that's not what God wants. It's not like, you know, we're smart enough to plan our own way until we're not. No, instead, we ought to be asking God for wisdom every single step of the journey because, who, who who can know the mind of God? His ways are higher than our ways. And so let's not be so arrogant that we think we can figure it out on our own and then say to God, see, I did it my way. <laughs> Reminds me of a song. Well, that's not a very smart way to live. In fact, later on in James chapter 4, he he gives us an illustration of somebody who is trying to live their own way, you know, their life without including God. And he says in verse beginning in verse 13 down to verse 16, come now you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. For you are just like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Now, here was a businessman who was making plans for his future. He decided that he would take a business trip to another city and spend a year there and make a huge profit. And I mean, he made all the plans right down to the last detail. But James calls this man a foolish man, without using those words, because the reality is that we don't know what life might bring tomorrow. I mean, we might get sick and not be able to make the trip. We could end up with cancer, or a loved one could be in an accident, or the economy might take a downturn, or, hey, guess what? A virus might just show up one day, (laughs) and all those plans that we made would go down the drain. Now, listen, James says that what we ought to be doing is we should make our plans with God's will in mind. Now, he didn't say not to make plans. But he said, make them with the mindset that God can change the plans at any given minute and that we should be all right with that. Why? Because like I started this podcast, God wants to be involved in every single aspect of our lives. He wants us to trust him to direct our footsteps and lead us through life. Now, what about God's timing in things? Well, I can't speak for you, but I'm not a real patient person. I'm more patient than I used to be, but there's still a lot of work to be done in that area of my life. I tend to want to rush ahead with things, and I'm glad that I've got a good wife who pulls the reins back and helps me to slow down at times. That is, if she catches me before I get out of the chute. But what I've learned is that God doesn't work on my timetable And that I need to learn to wait on him to move when he's ready. If I don't, well, I just end up getting myself into a whole lot of trouble. Now, we see the timing of God in so many ways in the scriptures. What about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ? Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 says, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law. You see, God had a perfect time set for when he would send his son into the world to die and pay the penalty for our sins. Nobody could rush the timing. Nobody could pray hard enough to change God's mind on the matter. He had the perfect time in mind. And that's when he sent his son, Jesus. And when Jesus was born here on earth and, went and was beginning his earthly ministry, the very first thing that he did was to attend a wedding, which always struck me as a little bit odd. But it was during the reception that Jesus' mother, Mary, found out that, well, the, the people hosting the wedding had run out of wine, which was a complete no-no in that part of the world. And so well, she went to Jesus, and she said in John chapter 2 and verse 3, they have, no, they have no wine, which was kind of an odd thing for her to say to him. I mean, it would be like my wife coming to me and saying during a birthday party at our house, we have no birthday cake. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Is she asking me to make a cake or go to the store and buy a cake? I'd be completely stumped. In fact, Jesus said to his mother, what does that have to do with me? I mean, he couldn't just run over to the local liquor store and buy some more wine. What, was he going to go to the neighbors and beg for wine? Well, Mary obviously knew something about Jesus that nobody else knew yet. Which, is that, which was that he could perform a miracle. But Jesus said to Mary, my hour has not yet come. Another translation of the Bible says, this isn't my time. Don't push me. You see, there was a particular time laid out for when Jesus would reveal himself as the son of God, and this wasn't the right time which is odd for him to say because he went ahead and he made some new wine anyway. But, well, nobody knew about it except the servants who served it. So I guess he honored his mother and he kept a secret at the same time. I think of another incidence in the Bible where we see the timing of God. For example, back in Exodus, we read the story about the birth of Moses and how his mother placed him in a little basket and put him in the reeds in the Nile River and how Pharaoh's daughter came along and discovered him and ended up raising him as her own child. Well, when Moses grew up and realized he was actually a Jew and not an Egyptian, he went out to visit his people and he noticed a Hebrew fighting with an Egyptian and Moses stepped in and he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. You see, Moses, he thought that he could step in and be an intercessor for his people, but it was the wrong time. And remember that Moses fled to Midian and he herded sheep for the next 40 years. Now in my books, 40 years is a long time but apparently not in God's books. And after Moses learned all the lessons he needed to learn in the desert, God came to him in a burning bush and called him to go to Egypt to deliver his people from slavery. You see, that was the right time. God had to prepare his people for their deliverance. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. Maybe there's another podcast uh, in there somewhere, but the point is that Moses tried to run ahead of God And God had to put him on his heels until the right time, until Moses was mature enough to lead the nation, until the people were ready enough to leave Egypt, until Pharaoh was ready to let them go, until the promised land was ready to receive the nation of Israel. You see, there's just a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we don't know anything about. And that's why we need to patiently wait on God's timing Direct our lives. I know that we all get impatient. We get something in our heads and we want to see it done right now. (laughs) I had an associate pastor one time who used to call me the yesterday man. I'd ask him to do something in ministry for me and he'd say, Now, Pastor, when do you want that done? And before I could answer, he'd say, Oh, I know, yesterday. Well, I hope I've matured a bit since then, but I know that I still get impatient. Some people get impatient and waiting to find a mate. And so they end up getting married to the first person who shows a little interest in them. And it turns out to be a huge mistake. People get impatient and waiting to buy that next big, uh, I don't know, whatever. It could be a TV or Could be a car or a house, but they rush ahead and they buy something just to find out that the next week there was a big sale on the whatever they bought or that they could have bought a better house at a cheaper price that came on the market the next way, the next week. You see what I mean? Rushing ahead of the right time just lands us in a heartache and regret. Here's my suggestion for you this week. And for life, slow down. Spend some quality time in the word of God, finding the mind of God on whatever issue that you're dealing with. Talk to him in prayer. Proverbs chapter 10 and 24 says, What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. Psalm chapter 21, verses 1 and 2 says, O Lord, the king rejoices in the strength you give. He takes great delight in the deliverance you provide. You grant him his heart's desire and do not refuse his request. You see, God loves to grant the desire of his children as long as they coincide with his perfect will. And when we're living in obedience to his word. But that doesn't mean we always get what we desire the moment we ask for it. No, it might take some time for God to work out all the details. So go ahead and find out his will. Go ahead and start asking him for it. But then wait patiently for him to grant it to you in his perfect time. Thanks for listening today. I hope that you'll join me again next week. And hey, bring a friend along with you who might need to hear these podcasts as well.